You're listening to Soul Roadmap, episode 27. Welcome to Soul Roadmap Podcast. Each week, you'll hear strategies and inspiration to take action and live life better. Hi, I'm Dina Cataldo, lawyer, coach, and entrepreneur. This podcast is your roadmap to creating more success in your life, business, and relationships. Let's get started. Hello there. How are you doing today? As I'm recording this episode, it's nearing Thanksgiving, and I thought an episode on people-pleasing would be the perfect accompaniment to the pressure we put on ourselves during the holiday season to do it all. The dinner, the gifts, the decor, the phone calls, the tree, the cards. But people-pleasing is something that impacts us in a lot of different ways, and it's not just during the holidays. A few years ago, I noticed a lot of people-pleasing habits in myself. Not to say that they haven't been there my whole life, it's just that I began noticing them. Once you begin these habits, it starts a whole chain of events that can be difficult to unravel because you might have created whole relationships in which you behave in certain ways, and now your partner or coworkers expect you to behave in that way, and it's disconcerting to them when you start to create boundaries. Unraveling these behaviors takes work, and you might think lawyers don't have people-pleasing problems because they're tough as nails and don't have feelings. At least that's the stereotype non-lawyers like to talk about around me until they find out I'm a lawyer. Then they always say, but you don't seem like a lawyer. You're so nice. Just wait until you see me in the courtroom, buddy. It was actually annoying for me to see these people-pleasing behaviors in myself because I thought, wow, I'm so accomplished in these areas and in my life, and yet I was completely oblivious to what was going on in my relationships with partners and family for years. That's really the benefit of one-on-one coaching. Talking to someone through what's going on in your life can unlock these hidden areas and make you see the truth of what's holding you back in your life. If you're ready to start unlocking doors for yourself, I have some free 30-minute discovery calls available for you, and we can chat about whether or not coaching is right for you. I'll link to a questionnaire in the show notes. You'll answer a few questions, and then I'll contact you with a scheduler to make time to talk. You can find that in the show notes at dinacataldo.com forward slash 27. Something I learned is that people-pleasing is also considered codependency. When I've used the word codependency with friends, I've had at least one say, I'm not dependent on anyone. Well, that's not what it is. I'm independent. I can take care of myself just fine. So let's talk about what people-pleasing, aka codependency, really is. What is it? It's when we put other people's needs ahead of our own on a consistent basis. You can probably hear in that definition why this can be negative for us at work and at home. Why is it a negative behavior? Well, we're creating stress in our lives where it's unwarranted. It's adding drama into our lives. So here's some examples. We overcommit to our boss or our family when we know we're going to be killing ourselves to pull off what they want us to do or forcing us to choose between work and family. Notice how choosing what we want isn't part of that equation. We don't speak up to let our boss or our family know that we're stressed out because we think we're supposed to be able to handle it all. Because we've overcommitted, we're stressed out. This results in a difficult time being present. We're disengaged when our mind is on our to-do list. 
What's the point of going to an event you promised you'd go to when you don't want to be there? And you know you'll be thinking about the yoga class you skipped or the rest of your to-do list you have to check off when you get home. You become resentful when you say yes to the things you don't want to do, which may lead you to lashing out unexpectedly or being passive-aggressive. None of this feels good in your body, and you're sacrificing yourself for the good of others, which might sound like a good thing, but it's not. You've probably heard the oxygen mask analogy where, you know, when you go into an airplane, you're told by a flight attendant, look, if you have a child, be sure to put the oxygen mask on yourself first and then put the oxygen mask on your child. Now you might think automatically, oh, I need to make sure that my child gets the oxygen mask. But no, in order for you to continue to take care of that child, you need to take care of yourself. So make sure you're taking care of yourself. You might be asking yourself right now, why are we people pleasers in the first place? Why do we even let it get that far? I mean, basically, we just want people to be happy, and then we think we have some control over that. But we cannot make people happy. This usually stems from something that impacted us when we were kids. And I can tell you the reasons why I think I became a people pleaser expectations from my dad, teachers, you name it. And I could give you lots of examples, but I think the most important thing is addressing the now. Journaling all the reasons why you believe you're a people pleaser could be productive for you just so that you kind of know where that's coming from, but stay away from dwelling on it. There's no one to blame for your thoughts, right? I mean, we have complete control over our thoughts and how we feel. How do you even know whether you're a people pleaser though? Well, I have to say that when I recognized I was a people pleaser, there were just some key moments when I didn't feel right. There were bad relationships I created when I didn't create boundaries. Then I felt resentful when I didn't get what I wanted out of it. It was like I was upset that they were stepping on the boundaries that I hadn't actually created. I hadn't actually verbalized to them. The awareness that I was attached to how I was perceived by other people It was as if I thought I could control how others perceived me by dimming my personality or pushing my personality up a notch when it didn't really feel authentic to me. I had feelings of resentment that I was doing more than those around me, whether or not that was at work or at home. So why should I feel so guilty that I'm not doing more? I always felt like I needed to do more. So are you a people pleaser? And I'm going to give you some ideas of other things that can maybe tip you off as to whether or not you're a people pleaser. And then we're going to talk about what we can do about it. So the first thing that you might want to take a look at is whether or not you feel like you work harder than anyone else in your office or anyone at your home. Do you feel like you're taking on a disproportionate amount of responsibility? Maybe you feel like you have more chores to do at home than the other people in your house, or maybe you feel that you have a caseload that's larger than anyone else's. The second thing is you have a tough time saying no. So here's some hints that maybe you are saying yes more than you should. First one is you feel resentful. Second one is You start using sarcasm and other passive aggressive ways to get your point across. Like you want to say things like, oh, well, that must be tough. You know, that must be nice. Those kinds of things. 
The third thing is, is you're always saying, I don't have time to do the things that are good for you. I don't have time to go to yoga. I don't have time to take a nap. I don't have time to fill in the blank. Those are hints that you are saying yes more than you should in your life. Another hint that you're a people pleaser is that you dim parts of your personality. Maybe you don't share the things that you would normally share with people because you feel like it would create an impression that you don't want to create. That kind of goes hand in hand with attempting to control the perceptions of other people. The fourth thing is, is you want everyone to be happy. And when they aren't, you feel like you need to do something more to help them be happy. So if you have somebody in your life who you just feel like you can't do enough for, that may be a hint that you're not creating healthy boundaries with that person. Fifth, you say, I'm sorry excessively. I used to do this a lot and I had to just stop and recognize that I was doing it. And then eventually I filtered it out of my vocabulary. Not to say I don't apologize when I need to, but it's this excessive apologizing when there's no reason for it. You know, just ask yourself, why are you apologizing? Six, you do something you don't really want to do because you don't want someone to not like you or you don't want them to be upset with you. Just notice when that happens, you will likely feel some resentment after you agree to doing something like that. Seven, you need people to tell you you do a good job so you can feel validated. You know, this isn't to say that when you're in a workplace that your boss shouldn't acknowledge a job well done because in so many cases, our tendency is to ignore those celebrations and just move on right to the next thing. So I don't want to imply that that celebration isn't something that we should be doing because we should. But, you know, when it comes to the little things, do we always need someone to approve of us? There's a hint that you might tend towards this if you have this fear of failure. And the eighth hint, I guess, that you might be a people pleaser is that you develop a behavior of some sort to avoid conflict. So for instance, if you want to avoid an argument or you don't want to have those difficult conversations, you start to create a behavior that's unhealthy and is going to hurt the relationship in the long run. You might hold in your feelings You might decide to create a behavior like drinking patterns or eating patterns that take the place of the tough conversations. You might walk away without talking through an argument, which, you know, obviously walking away is not conducive to actually having an adult discussion. So those are eight things that you can just start to look at in your life and see whether or not you might have some of these people-pleaser tendencies. Okay, so... Now, if you have kind of figured out that there might be something there, what do you do if you're a people pleaser? How do you stop doing it? How do you create healthier relationships? And, you know, the first thing that you can do is just recognize some truths, all right? So one thing to recognize is that we teach people how to treat us. So if we don't create boundaries, if we are telling people it's okay to behave towards us in a way that hurts us, We're teaching them that that's okay, and they're not going to stop if we don't create healthy boundaries. They're not automatically going to stop their behaviors. We've trained them to behave in that way. Tony Robbins tells this story about his daughter, and his daughter 
had become upset because her boyfriend wasn't calling her and she really wanted him to call. And when he did call her, she became upset with him and started yelling at him. Well, that doesn't make him want to call her more. That's training him not to want to call her, not to want to talk to her. So we have to be really aware of what we're teaching the people around us what we want. How do we want to be treated? The second thing to recognize is that your needs are important. You matter. You deserve to have what you want. And so often, it's really easy for us to ignore our wants and needs for the good of others because maybe that's just how we grew up. We got into the habit of doing that. But we need to create new habits. And that new habit really has to be, and it's going to blend right into number two, which is prioritizing your personal growth. That's the second way we can start to get out of these people-pleasing behaviors. We have to have a healthy relationship with ourselves before we can be in a healthy relationship with others. We can do this by starting to say yes more to ourselves, right? So we say yes more to that exercise routine or more to the quiet time that we need in the morning, making time for ourselves. The next thing we can do is start saying no to things you don't want to do. And I loved hearing this. I don't remember who said this. I'm I'm sure many people have said this, but no is a complete sentence. Try it. It's wonderful. I still notice that I tend to hedge my nose when I say no, I want to give a reason, but you don't have to give a reason. You don't. Saying no is liberating. The next thing you can do is go to Terry Cole's website. I'm going to link to her in the show notes at dinacataldo.com forward slash 27. And she specializes in codependency. She has a ton of free videos and she's a great resource for anyone who wants to explore this topic more. The third thing we can do if we see that we're a people pleaser is begin becoming assertive in areas that we may not usually be assertive. This is creating boundaries. This is where no also comes in. Start saying no more. This is you being honest about who you really are and what your wants and needs are. It may be saying, I can't go to the grocery store to get stuffing, but you can grab some money out of my purse and go yourself. And you can say that in a nice way. But, (laughs) you know, you don't have to do everything. You are not responsible for everyone's happiness. Each of us has agency. Each of us can do what we need to do to make ourselves happy. And the sooner we realize it, the easier our life becomes because we let go of everything that isn't just looking at our own behaviors. When I see other people behaving in ways that, you know, whether or not it's hurtful to themselves or to someone else, I can't control their behavior. I can only do what I can do in my own life to make sure that I'm living in alignment with how I want to live and I'm getting what I need out of my day to day. It's the small stuff, right? I mean, when you start taking care of yourself and paying more attention to your wants and needs, it's not that you're suddenly ignoring the needs of others around you. You're still paying attention, but you're recognizing when you're going to feel that resentment because you're ignoring your own needs in favor of someone else's. And that's not fair to you. And it's certainly not going to be fair to them because they're going to be at the other end of that resentment and they notice it. They may not understand why you're so resentful or snappy towards them, but they feel it 
and it causes pain in relationships that will destroy them. So be sure to go to the show notes at dinacataldo.com forward slash 27 today. I have a couple things for you there. The first is that quick questionnaire to fill out to get started with your free 30-minute discovery call. The second is a special treat I created that will help you get through the holidays. (laughs) They're some of my favorite mantras all in one place. You can call them mantras, you can call them affirmations, whatever you want to call them. But I've created them in a written form and I've also included an audio where I talk a bit more in depth about what each of them mean to me and how I use them daily. All right, I hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful Thanksgiving, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Soul Roadmap. If you have a moment, I'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe, rate, and left an honest review on iTunes. I read every single review, so let me know what you want to hear more or less of, and I'll talk to you next week.